0: people welcome once again to the party of one podcast the actual play rpg podcast where the gaming table is always set for two i'm your host as always jeff stormer and this week on the show i am joined once again by my good friend russell collins for a game of tears of a machine sc tears of a machine is the mecha drama rpg of young adults coming of age amidst giant robot battles You've heard us play the first edition of the game on the show, and let me tell you, the new edition of the game, which is currently on Kickstarter, is incredible. The dice system has been reworked. It is so fast and so cool and so fun and so neat, and I just, I am so excited for it. Um, You get to hear all about it in the game. I think it's a really great game. I think we really loved playing it. And you should go back the game on Kickstarter to make it a reality. In fact, one specific reason you should back the Kickstarter, not just because it's an amazing game that I want to see made into reality, is because alongside of the book, Russell is Kickstarting an accessible audiobook version narrated by a murderer's row of incredible talented people, including about a billion people that you've heard before on Party of One, not least of which is me, is Jeff Stormer, this guy, the voice that you're hearing say these words. So yeah, like, I would really love to be involved in this project. I would really love to co-narrate this audiobook, and I would really love if you helped make that happen. But I am not the only person on this project. There is a host of people that have been involved in the show before that you've heard. Uh, Amar Amaraz, Cole Burkhart, Brandon Leon Gambetta, Cat Cool, my All My Fantasy Children co-host, Aaron catano Saez, CJ Higgins. It is a murderer's row of people. It is an astounding lineup. Uh, And I really think that you should go check it out. Go back to Kickstarter, go make it happen, because it is an incredible project that I really, really want to be involved in. I really hope that you'll support it and make it a reality. You can find more about the Tears of a Machine SC Kickstarter in the show notes. A quick note before we dive in, a very special thank you to Grizzbiz, our newest backer on Patreon. Patreon backers get early access to new episodes. They get raw audio of recordings. They get the text of games and blog posts before they go live. Just a ton of stuff, occasionally bonus content when I have the time and feel like making bonus stuff. It's a great thing, and you should check it out. It's at patreon.com slash Jeff And with that said, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am beyond excited. Uh, this is an overdue return to the show, frankly, which is entirely on me. But uh, I am so, so excited to be welcoming back to the show
1: Russell Collins. Russell, how the hell are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good, you know? Um... Getting getting a, a little bit of those like pre Kickstarter jitters where suddenly I'm like looking at like shipping costs and things and being like oh oh no. But otherwise, (laughs) I'm feeling pretty positive about where things are going.
0: I'm very happy to hear that. I am excited. I am excited for this Kickstarter. I am excited for you. Um, But real quick, before we talk too much about uh, Kickstarter shipping and things, which I'm sure will will come up uh, in our Mm -hmm. conversation, Mm -hmm. um, why don't you take a moment and let the lovely listeners at home know about the Kickstarter that you are running and also, uh, on a related note, the game that we are playing this week. (laughs)
1: yes okay so this is uh the tears of a machine sc it is my um young adult drama meets giant robot combat uh role-playing game um i call it a mecha drama for short because also because i think it's a fun thing to say it's a great Uh, it's a great term frankly yeah yeah um it's sort of my um my entry into that world, really, of these stories of of young people who are trying to sort of you know grow up in a time of danger and strife, and and they also happen to be responsible for protecting the world from uh, attack by giant robots from space. Um, my, you know, you can probably figure out my uh, influences relatively easily. Uh, you know, I Evangelion. can't imagine.
0: I can't imagine <laughs> they could.
1: Yep. Yep. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Evangelion, Gundam. The uh, you know the 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 sort of Things you'd expect there, but I think I, I try to put more of a spin on it with the idea of really making sure that the personal um, attitudes and moods and so on of the characters are a big uh, part of of what goes into uh, goes into the robot fighting. Uh, that's that's always been my favorite feature of Evangelion. In a way, is that a lot of it is about the psychology of the characters, and though I don't get too deep into like the tortured psyche of people. I'm not going to block them from doing that, of course, if they want to. But to me, it was important that your, um, your pilot having, um, you know, uh, 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 stresses and strains and fears and worries sort of spills over into when it's time for them to control a giant robot and save the planet.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, 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 I love Tears of a Machine a lot. It was one of the first games that we played on the show way, way back too, too long ago for me to feel comfortable referring <laughs> to how long ago it was. Um, but it is a game that has always been close to my heart. And so. Uh, When you when you announced that there was a new edition coming, I was beyond uh, excited and I've read through it today. I'm going to be running us through a scenario and I I could not be more excited. This game, (laughs) this game rips the changes that you've made to the system are absolutely cool as hell. And I'm really excited to kind of uh, dig into it and really and, and and play through a scenario.
1: Mm hmm. Cool, cool. So, uh,
0: why don't I go ahead and introduce our introduce our scenario a little bit, set the mm-hmm. stage, and then give you an opportunity to introduce your character.
1: Mm-hmm. Sounds good.
0: So we are before uh, before the 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 program before saints were recognized as an asset. We are in the early days of an invasion from above. Mm -hmm. Spurned on by the violence of rampant capitalism, the benevolent Legulus have transitioned into the violent invaders known as the Venator. Attacks continue above. The world as we know it is under siege and is transforming into something unrecognizable. Mm -hmm. We open on a in a, inside of a bunker deep beneath the surface of the earth. There is no flying arcs that is years away. But for now, we are in a bunker. We are in an early test program for a a, a top secret research program uh, funded by the organization known as the Cloistered Research Council, the CRC. Mm-hmm. Uh, a group of scientists who, for the purposes of anonymity, all have donned masks and committed to finding a way to repel this invasion and that seems like what it will be is a technology called the saints Mm -hmm. giant robots built out of built out of venator technology and that brings us to you alone and alone and well i will let you describe your emotional state but but certainly alone certainly uh you are an early test pilot in this Mm -hmm. program introduce us to your character
1: Yes. Um, well, Evie, um, she, her is, um, always sitting by herself in the cafeteria space. Um, this, you know, underground installation is very utilitarian and so on. Like it, it looks like an old bomb shelter because it is an old bomb shelter. Um, so it's, you know, like, like metal tables bolted to concrete walls. Uh, she always sits by herself in a corner is kind of like an outlier to a lot of the people here. They are, you know, hardened military personnel, unadvanced research scientists, and she's basically a kid who passed a weird kind of uh, psychic test that said that she would be able to connect her brain up to one of these, one of these weird experimental machines. Um, One of the advantages of character creation in The Tears of a Machine is that uh, characters are made up of traits that are fitted into a little sentence. So actually, I can describe Evie by simply saying, I am Evie Barrett, a 17-year-old cautious criminal pilot who's good at bargaining, trivia, and prediction. Freedom matters to me, so I will seek forgiveness for past misdeeds. And there you go. That's my character sheet. I love, <laughs> uh, I love it. For the most part.
0: I love it. I love how the character sheet is structured in uh, in this. It makes me it, – it, it I was reading through it and I was like, that is such a cool way to just, like, give you a character hook immediately. It is, it is very <laughs> cool. Um, we'll get to know the other half of, of what you've got on your character sheet a little bit later. But for mm-hmm. now, um, we're going to play through how, how play is going to work, mm-hmm. um, the scene structure of a given episode is we have some pre-crisis scenes. These can be free scenes, which are sort of just like playing out to see what happens. And there are also task scenes, which are when you want a thing and you are going after it. Uh, Eventually we will run out of those beats. Uh, The clock will tick down to zero and a crisis will start. Mm -hmm. Spoilers uh, for the episode that we are playing today, but that's going to involve, uh, that's going to involve the Venator. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe it's possible. Um, but uh, then, then we will play through the, the the crisis, the fight, the 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 dramatic climax of our episode, and then there will be a number of, of, of scenes after the crisis plays out where we kind of get a picture of how you've changed and what is coming next.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds so,
0: great. So, uh, I'd like to start with a free scene of I, mm-hmm. I want to uh, I want to set the stage a little bit and then just sort of. Uh, see what see what a moment in, in 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 Evie's life is like. I think that mm-hmm. this is like we said. This is an elaborate bunker underneath the surface. There are attacks happening above. We are in the throes of an invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, there we are We see various military personnel uh, accompanying Commander Bridger PF battle operations walking around, talking about various you know tactics and developments. There are. Uh, there are paper maps pinned to the walls of this, like, of this kind of makeshift bunker, very kind of, like, carved stone walls that aren't Mm -hmm. quite smooth, but they've got, like, maps nailed to them with, with X's indicating battle sites, uh, and Bridger is, is talking through tactics with some of his various associates, uh, and we get, like, a few brief shots of uh bridger walks by a very kind of dr strange love looking war room where (laughs) there are there are a group of people all wearing these masks and lab coats like sitting around discussing things Mm -hmm. we we and then we we uh, the we follow bridger a little bit further down a hallway and we come we, we we see where you are at this moment where are you and what does that what does that scene look like i think this is somewhere that is personal to evie
1: I think Evie actually spends a lot of time. Um she doesn't fit in here here. Like you know, like I said, she's <clears throat> she's way too young. She's seventeen years old and she's surrounded by all this military hardware and super advanced science. Um, I think she spends a lot of time actually in one of the briefing rooms, um, where she spends a lot of time on, like, one of the one of the computers that's unlocked to her in that briefing room, um, just sort of, like, watching uh, um, news reels and playbacks and so on sort of on the big screen uh, uh, that they know that projects up onto the wall there. Um, you know, uh, uh, a lot of the other time, you know, she'll, she'll just sort of, like, dart around from here to there. She likes to sort of keep out of the way of stuff but just know what's going on. So this briefing mm. room is a great place for her to do that because, you know, there's a data tap that's always open – And, uh, (laughs) and it allows her to sort of be out of the way while at the same time staying connected to what's up, which is kind of the way she likes, she likes to be, Mm -hmm. you know, she wants, she wants to be in the know, but she doesn't want to be in the spotlight if she can help it.
0: (laughs) I, 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 I love that. And I think that, I think that the scene that we, we kind of stumble upon, I, I think that you are kind of immediately presented with an, uh, like, kind of a a juicy opportunity Mm. as uh, a, a younger member of the CRC. I'm by younger. I'm still picturing probably like 10 to 20 years older than you are. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. a, a younger member of the CRC, somebody who is in sort of the grad student role, still wearing a mask. But it is a very uh, their ma- uh, His mask is very undistinct. Like it is a, it is a straight up. Uh, like tragedy mask. Like it is not <laughs> of any particular note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he runs by with like a ream of paper and bolts towards the, uh bolts towards the sort of uh the, the war room that we saw earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good cue for Evie to, you know, uh, to sort of, uh, uh, uh a lot of her movements are very kind of fluid and measured because mm-hmm. she's cautious about things. You know, she always wants to move quietly if she can help it. So you know, it's, that's sort of a cue to her to, you know, stuff her hands into the pockets of like the beat up old flight jacket that she wears. And she, you know, sort of slips up out of the out of a seat and, you know, and just like very carefully picks her way out into the hallway, you know, looking left, looking right, looking to see who's around. And then just ends up kind of skulking in the doorway too. That uh, that war room, like just to sort of see like, so what's going on in here? What what are these people up to?
0: Uh, It sounds like this is it sounds like this is a this is a task moment. So it sounds like you are you are trying to get something. So I am going to I'm going to ask you to make a roll here because I think there's interesting potential if you if you do not succeed.
1: Mm, mm, I see. So there's potential potential consequence for me being caught sneaking into the war room. I think so. I think so. All right. So let's look at the way that I have described what Evie's doing. So as I mentioned, she's cautious. She's moving in a cautious manner. Um, With her criminal background, uh, she knows the importance of being unseen and and sneaking around and and doing that sort of thing. But she's also very clever at uh, uh, prediction. She just has a a, a, um, sort of a sixth sense of what's going on around her. So I think that means that I've got – Cautious, criminal, and prediction as three traits yes. that I can use in this action. Now, and,
0: and so what's going to happen here is uh, for each of those oh, those traits, the each of those those sort of beats from your character uh, your character sheet that apply to this action, mm-hmm. you're going to pick up one fate dice, which is a d6 with an, either a positive, negative, or a neutral result on it. Uh, you're going to roll those, and then we are going to pick from those numbers something to represent the goal, which is mm-hmm. whether or not you get the thing that you want, and then the the cost, which is whether or not you suffer consequences. It is a little weird to be explaining rules to you as the game's designer, but I think it is sometimes it is valuable to just say it outright in the, so the listeners. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I do want the listeners at home to know. It feels weird.
1: (laughs) Hey, fair enough. You know, I mean, I wrote them and occasionally I do something wrong. Sometimes I skip a step. All right. So, um, I think let's see what I roll. Oh, wow. That's not great. I'm excited. A great, a great first roll. I am looking at a minus, a minus and a minus. Oh no. That's the worst, worst possible result. Things are very bad for Evie. Now. Okay. So here are the things that I can do. Um, Since, um, you know, when I designed the game, I wanted to make sure that, sure, chance is a thing, but I also want there to be the option for some strategy to happen, which is why I'm going to pick one of those three dice to be that goal. Um, But I also have uh, ego, which is that resource I can spend to change the die results, Um, you know, uh, uh, kind of like you spend willpower or whatever in another game. So, The problem is I can only spend one point of ego on Mm -hmm. this. So is it more important to me that I get the news and the info of what's going on? Or is it more important to me that I don't get any big trouble for doing it? Ah, I think I'm going to spend that point of ego now. So my goal die, instead of being a minus, is going to be a blank. So I I do get what I want. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I do get the news and the info and so on. So, so what do I learn just bef- before we get to how, what befalls me? What do I learn?
0: Um, what, what you learn is like you hear, you hear them talking and you hear this, uh, you hear this researcher explaining things to some of the higher ups mm. and the two things that you kind of learn. Um, Cause you've been kept in the dark about a lot of this, right? Like they've mm-hmm. been running tests. You've been um, I'm going to ask, I have a question, I have a question for you, but I mm-hmm. want, uh, actually I'm going to ask it right now. Cause it's an interesting, just an interesting narrative beat. Mm-hmm. What has your experience been like uh, around the the saint that you've been assigned? The towering mass of of, a, of uh, the towering mass of flesh and metal that mm-hmm. you have uh, been been assigned as a as a test pilot for the Thundercloud Echo. Mm-hmm.
1: What is you what
0: what what, has, what is your sensory experience like? The, the times that you've interfaced with Thundercloud Echo in the past.
1: I think it's it's been disorienting. Um, that's that's kind of the thing like there's there's just a wash of different experiences uh, mm-hmm. like when I interface with the machine, it's basically a surrogate body mm. and that means I weigh differently and I move mm-hmm. differently and you know and and um I'm, I'm my center of gravity is is in a different place now uh and then there's all these weird sensors and so on that I'm trying to kind of translate into you know in into to like you know, like, uh, uh, sometimes I'm seeing an x-ray, even though I don't want to. Uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of the thing. It's nothing so shocking or horrible that, that, that like, I can't, I can't keep control of it. But it's just this sense of like, like, I'm, I'm hanging on, but <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm hanging on, but in some cases, just just barely, you know, and it's just kind of this, this, you know, uh, uh, um, this sensation that everything is, is pulling away from me.
0: Yeah. So the two questions, the two follow up questions I want to ask. No, one follow up question that I want to ask before I tell you what you what you find. I think the first thing that you that you hear is a report on how this all works. Mm. You know, like I said, you've been kept in the dark. Like you've had these these experiences, but they're all very surreal. They're all very cerebral. Mm -hmm. This is the first time you've kind of heard like talk about like why you and Mm. it is. And it also kind of points at, at an experience that you've had. Aside from your friend, your best friend Josie, who is the sort of tech whisperer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the 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 sort of noted mechanic of the Saints, everyone here is considerably older than you. I mean, mm-hmm. Josie is a few years older than you, but like they're probably the the the, the youngest other person, and everyone here is in their like forties, fifties. They are people who have a accom- they are very accomplished because this is a very like dangerous like high risk operation
1: mm. mm-hmm.
0: and and you're hearing talk about why that is, and it sounds like it has something to do with the way that that your brain is and and like the the sort of elasticity of your of your of your particular brain of like the brains of someone in your age range and it sounds like in a couple years like you won't be able to do this anymore like whatever experiences you have here whatever whatever accomplishments you're able to achieve whatever uh whatever whatever positives you can get out of this if any they're going to be short lived okay and and the other thing that you learn and this is a question that i want to set up for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: the last time that you interfaced with the machine how did it communicate with you? Because I think the other thing that you learn is that the machine has the ability to interact in some capacity, but really only with mm. the person that has interfaced with it, the person that has engaged the machine. Like there is some sort of back and forth there, mm-hmm. and like the readings they that you can tell even behind their masks that they are. Terrified of this
1: <laughs> I think it's it's interesting because it's the kind of sense that um doesn't come with words uh the the saint you know thundercloud when they connect me up to it, you know there any kind of speech or whatever sort of comes from me, from my voice, but my moods and my attitudes aren't always my own uh I think that's kind of how how Thundercloud kind of communicates. And I think that the, the you know, the, the CRC people are kind of picking up on, on that where like, you know, my, my tone will shift suddenly, you know, my emotional uh, uh, approach to things will change. And there's, there's a lot of aggression that comes into, into my voice and so on. And, and that, yeah, I think that when we kind of feel the influence of, of Thundercloud, it's not so much speaking to me in words as it is shoving moods at me.
0: Mm, I love that. That's really, really cool. And so yeah, so the, like that the fact that I think they've I think they've sort of um I think this was research into like breeding your kind of brain waves and mm. your kind of like your kind of like uh like life signs and things or mm. your vital your vital signs and figuring out that like oh it's changing things like it, like it is changing, (laughs) like it, it like they're figured out that it kind of is feeding you emotion. And like, they're like, well, if it's exerting will over our pilot, that is terrifying. (laughs) And, uh, with that, I want you to pick, I want you to, uh, tell me what happens, uh, on the cost to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you as the uh as the director or gm or the one who gets to choose the cost die but all we have here are minuses so i guess that decision's made uh, <laughs> so yeah that means that i get in trouble uh i'd Excellent. already spent my already spent my ego so i can't fix that so i get a trouble you
0: get a trouble and i think the trouble that you get is you hear uh you hear Doctor Marconi. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. Every. I think. There's. There's. There's hush. There's whispers. People are are talking at each other. And when Doctor Marconi speaks up, everyone goes silent. Mm-hmm. Doctor Marconi is wearing somewhere between a masquerade mask and a plague doctor mask. It is gold plated. It is gold plated with that long plague doctor nose, but it's got feathers on the side. Mm-hmm. Like it is. It is a. Uh, and it's it covers his entire face mm. and it also um the like there are there are sculpted black tears under both of his eyes so like <laughs> it is it is clearly crying but i think he leans forward and uh, the other thing of note is that his lab coat is is red, whereas everyone else's is, is white. That mm-hmm. is, it is clear that he is the head of this operation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leans forward uh, uh, and and speaks the the trouble, which is, uh, well, then the test pilot must be carefully monitored. They can no longer be counted on as an objective, mm-hmm. as an, an objective reporter of their own experience. They can no longer be counted on as a completely loyal asset for us to count on
1: they
0: are suspect your Um, trouble is that you are suspected by uh by the crc who are overseeing this uh overseeing this operation
1: okay i'm gonna make a note of that so suspected by crc okay yeah i think that's a good trouble i mean the trouble that's fun because it sets up a uh, a potential future scene where I have to try and win someone over yeah. or whatever in order to get out cuz as long as I'm under that then yeah they <laughs> time I'm interacting with a the CRC they they got one over on me. Okay. Uh so which uh, and because because your goal was a
0: blank, mm-hmm. correct? Your goal was a blank so yep. we we set down beats. Mm-hmm. Uh, beats are the essentially number of plot beats that set up, uh, tell us when we are transitioning into our crisis and when we are transitioning into our post-crisis. Mm-hmm. So, because your gold eye was blank, mm-hmm. we are going to uh, remove one of our pre-crisis beats from the pool, taking us from three to two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think I want to, uh, I want to put you – so, um, I think – I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this to you mm-hmm. uh for a scene but I w- the scene that I want to set up is I think you hear all of this you're leaning against the wall and we see Josie mm. who is wearing a uh, Josie is wearing like um is wearing like uh like um kind of a is wearing like a flight suit is mm-hmm. the best way to describe it like mm-hmm. Is, 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 is clearly a mechanic, but is clearly like a jet mechanic wearing like the, like a, uh, like jet repair gear, right? <laughs> like it is vaguely military themed, but it, 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 I think has been, there are so many like patches on it in the, not in the, not in the, uh, not in the, the insignia sense, but in the like. I have patched together my outfit. Like it's clear that they've been here for a very long time. She has worked on a lot of things. I think actually we do see some military patches being used as actual patches. (laughs) It was like, well, I grabbed this, they grabbed this company's patch and I just, my, my elbow had been worn out. So I put a patch there.
1: Nice. Nice. I like that.
0: I think that, that she, she, she has like come by, seen you and like, Kind of, like, kicks you in the ribs a little bit, like, Hmm. playfully as you kind of slump to the floor. Just, like, gives you a playful little kick in the ribs. Like, hey, loser, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Is it time for another one of those warm-up test things?
0: No, it's time to cut loose. You look miserable.
1: Yeah, sorry about that, I guess. I don't know. Just looks like, um... Well, I don't know. As we're, we, you know, so we will we'll make our way down the down the hallway too. I'll sort of follow her lead so wherever she's going.
0: What I want to yeah. set up, I want to ask you in the scene that I want, whether mm-hmm. it's a task scene or a free scene, mm-hmm. is what is your what is what is your downtime? What does your downtime look like here mm-hmm. in the bunker? Like, like this is so this is. Um, one of the we we have a number of questions that we we wrote out that we're interested in kind of exploring here today mm-hmm. and one of the questions uh that we've written out is how do you handle the relative isolation mm-hmm. and so i this is kind of me directly asking you in scene form <laughs> like how do you handle this relative isolation like what is your what is your life like when you're not in the when you're not in the machine
1: you know it's interesting i think that a lot of what evie does is to try and sort of stave off the boredom of being the only person around here like this is that stuff like that eavesdropping and sneaking around and so on and just like trying to sort of be in the background of everything so i think actually part of what must happen when uh i get to hang out with josie is probably a little bit of gossiping about what Mm. i overheard and so on but i think josie also dares me to do stuff like that like hey you know can you can you find out what uh uh you know what what uh Elmer is saying behind my back or or you know could you could you get uh, a pen out of uh instructor Marta's um you know yeah. uh, pocket and you know and, and bring it to me like i think that's i think Josie is kind of like you know, uh, uh, likes be like likes prodding me to keep being the kind of the criminal that I was. You know, in, I love in, it. In, instead of in, in silly little petty ways, nothing, nothing, you know, big. Yeah. But I, I think that's kind of our, our like co-conspirator. I think is how it works I, out for us.
0: I love that. So I think that the scene that I want to set up, and I want to, uh, if you if you want to make a role here, you mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can kind of decide what that role is, but I think the scene the the, the so the scene that I think I want to set the two of you up in the 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 moment that is interesting to me there is this idea of uh this idea of what the of like I think it, the two of you are in the uh in like the kind of commissary area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there is uh there is like um there is a there is a there's cake I think or there's like you know you know there's cake mm-hmm. there's sweets like there are uh like celebration things, right? Like there's probably there's, there's, there's celebratory things, right? There's cake, there's bottles, there's, mm-hmm. there's stuff that is reserved for like a successful operation. Mm-hmm. And the two of you are in a position to, uh, and I think that, uh, Josie is like egging you on to kind of steal some of this stuff.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, so, so we're, 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 we're at the commissary. Um, I think on the way there, like Josie, like you said, has picked up on my bad mood um, but I think as usual, she, she knows rather than dwelling on it, the best thing to do is to just push me towards something else to distract mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I'm still a kid. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that the, um, yeah. Uh, uh, so let's say that there, there's, you know, there is, uh, um, we know it is the commissary. It's like, yeah, kind of like a cafeteria sort of setting. There is a, um, a, uh, uh, a refrigerator, case sort of back behind the food prep area mm-hmm. and i know that's where they've been putting uh things like bottles of champagne and yeah i mean who's gonna miss you know uh, one of those like they, they don't have yeah. anything to celebrate for a long while it's gonna be a long time since for anybody to notice that so um i'm gonna ask josie to sort of set me up by engaging you know the uh the counter server in uh you know in uh, uh some very uh uh, uh passionate conversation yeah. about you know the quality of the coffee and i think and i think, uh, I think yeah.
0: they i think that when you present that when you present uh <clears throat> engaging the engaging the sort of cafeteria worker like mm-hmm. i think josie immediately like pipes up and is like oh yeah we've been we've been flirting for weeks this is going to be easy like it's great just what um, i want to hear so uh josie like josie kind of like walks off the the cafeteria worker uh, takes out like is taking out trays and turns around, looks at Josie. the two of e- the two look at each other and start like chatting and you can see that Josie is like turning on the charm right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this cafeteria worker who is uh she's like, a little bit older than Josie. So like mm-hmm. Josie, I think is in her early twenties. So the cafeteria workers in their like mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. but like the two of them start going off and like you have, you have a pretty yeah. open, open, open shot at this champagne.
1: So go ahead and give, go ahead and give a roll. Sure. Well, I mean, of course, I am proceeding with the utmost caution. Of course, uh, of course. I am drawing upon my criminal background. Of course. I think one of the things, I mean, Josie is helping me, and Josie is a Link character to me. So I get correct. to take a die yep. for, for her because she's helping with all this. I think I can also call upon my uh, um, ability with bargaining. Like I'm already got in my head, I'm already writing the script for if someone turns around and catches me, Here's here are the list of ex- I'm already writing off the reel of excuses mm-hmm. that I'm prepping for the that, that moment. Yeah, so I was I was also gonna float.
0: I, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter because there's a maximum of four dice. But yeah. I was also gonna say that trivia would work really well here because this is such a tiny little like a tiny little gossip detail <laughs> of like where they keep this. But I, I think yeah, either way, I think you've got your four dice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yep. So yeah, we're at our max of four. Let's roll. Let me see how we do. Hopefully better than last time. Oh boy, I am. I am uh, not doing well today. Okay, so I'm looking at a blank and three minuses. <sighs> so I don't want to get in trouble again. Uh, here's the here's the thing. Well, no. Hmm. All right. I am going to take that blank for my goal, so I will get what I want mm-hmm. from this scene, and then it'll be up to you to pick the cost die i think we know what that result's going to be but for right now let's let's uh (laughs) let's enjoy my success for this moment uh yeah so uh, uh the blank means i i do achieve my goals so um yeah as josie is able to keep uh keep the uh the server's attention uh i you know casually very casually like just sort of like go to lean on the counter and then, um, you know, uh, sort of out of the corner of my eye, as uh, the second that I see, um, you know, see both of their heads sort of turn away, I just sort of swoop down in one smooth motion. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I, I'm practically crawling on the floor and just like, you know, for a few quick uh, paces to get to the um, to get to the uh, uh, refrigerator. Um, I know where they keep the key, of course. You know? mm-hmm. So I, I immediately palm that off the uh, the shelf at the top of the door. Um Pop the uh, the lock open there and uh, slide into the space. It's you know it's a big walk-in refrigerator, so it's 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 cold in there. Um, but I you know again just with a few quick deft movements, dart my hand to the back of the shelf, mm-hmm. pop up one of the the little the smaller champagne bottles, like splits or whatever, um, slide that out of there, and uh, yeah, and then you know uh, I. Wait by the the door, the crack open of the door, just Mm -hmm. waiting for like a laugh or a loud sound that tells me exactly when, um, you know, when they are going to be caught up and not interested in me. And when I hear that loud laughter, that's when I just slip right back out the door, you know, uh, a nudge it shut behind me. And then, uh, you know, I've got the uh, I've got the bottle stuffed into my my oversized flight jacket, you know, with my hands jammed in my pockets, uh, holding that bottle (laughs) tight against me as I then just kind of amble back out into uh, into the room and just sort of take up the same spot where I was leaning against that counter.
0: Um, you hear the loud laughter Mm -hmm. and then like you make your, you make your way up. But the thing you hear immediately after that loud laughter Mm -hmm. is, uh, the, is a bar is, is Bridger barking at Josie. Oh no. Josie. Josie spins on their heels, Mm -hmm. uh, staring at, at Bridger. Who's like, Evie, where is she? She's not in her bunk. Two of you are up to th- are up to something, you know. We <sighs> and Josie initially is like, I'm busy. I'm working on something, <laughs> and like nudges towards uh nudges towards uh Janet, the cafeteria worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bridger's like, I don't care. We need Evie. Evie is due for, <sighs> and Bridger like, Bridger. I'm picturing Michael. The the, the 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 casting in my head is Michael Rooker, the from Guardians <laughs> yeah, of the Galaxy. Yeah, like yeah. that's the visual that I've got in my head. Shoulders soften a little bit. Is <laughs> like they're 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 talking about putting. They're saying that she's due for some kind of intensive psycho screening. Uh, I don't know. It sounds ominous. I don't like the sound of it. But me neither. Damn it! If I'm not, I'm gonna be the one that 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 doesn't that doesn't that doesn't deliver her to the, mm-hmm. the, you see the ones in the masks are scary you get it <laughs> and Josie like Josie like you like you see Josie like
1: look
0: mm-hmm. kind of square up her shoulders and like the two of them both look like obviously concerned mm-hmm. um so so the trouble that the, the trouble that I'm adding wait, you wait, wait, in wait, that I, I think you're I, going to have
1: to immediately uh drop and go ahead I think I actually want to spend that ego point to turn that that cost die because okay. I don't know that I want to walk around with two troubles but I don't well, what's the what what's the trouble you're offering maybe the maybe trouble I like is it is
0: the trouble is is the trouble is uh due like the trouble is uh, I think it's 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 a second trouble but it's kind of an escalation of the first trouble okay. of like okay. that you are you are due for like interrogation Ooh. right like it is that Ooh. it is that it is that that did that, that they they <sighs> suspected you. Uh, another, another one of the questions that we kind of laid out was how, what does Dr. Marconi intend to do if things go wrong? And mm. I think that we have an answer, which is like, they are going to like monitor every bit of your, your psyche to confirm that you are you and that you are not Thundercloud Echo.
1: Okay. I will hang on to my ego <laughs> points cause I might need them for that. I will, uh, take the trouble then. So the, the trouble that I've gained is, uh, uh, what was it? Uh do for do for interrogation. Yeah, well that'll be an interesting <laughs> scene that has to happen at some point. <laughs> yep.
0: So we are, we are down to one pre-crisis scene, so yep. uh, I guess the question is do you do you go with Bridger for this sort of interrogation?
1: <laughs> mm. I mean, I don't want to and I'm thinking of all the ways that I could just slip away or sneak out, but you you could. But this is a very there are some very, very locked doors in this place. I mean, I could get away for now, but how long is that going to last? I mean, maybe it's better if I just sort of take my medicine. So I will slouch over in that direction um, and, uh, you know, announce myself like, "Hey, uh, Commander Bridger. Yeah, um, so you're looking for me?" <sighs> Slunk, you could have slinked away. You could have slinked
0: away. Okay, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta take you for a, a screening or something. And he is, he is, he. You know, the two of mm-hmm. you take the longest ever walk down a hallway, and he leads you to like this room, which like very interrogation room, mm-hmm. right? Like one light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think there's one of the. There's a very kind of sci-fi brain pan on one of the things it's like uh, you know it's mm-hmm. the salad strainer with wires attached to it <laughs> yep um and he's he 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 stands there and he's like look you're you're a smart kid just don't get in trouble here
1: sure i won't oh um by the way congratulations on your anniversary and i i slipped the champagne bottle out from under my jacket and i handed it to him
0: yeah, thank you. It's been, you know, twenty-two years. We really we're really happy with it. Um mm-hmm. God, you know who I feel like, you know who you know who seems like they needed to celebrate something is Josie with that hitting it off with that hitting it off with that nice Janet girl. I'm gonna make sure that she gets this nice bottle of champagne. Mm-hmm. And he gives he he says all of this while
1: also just shooting you the most <laughs> knives. I shrug. I'm like I'm already in it. Like, you know, how much worse can how much worse can you make my life right now? And I will go over and sit down at the table and, you know, slouch and tip my head forward until my hair you know falls in front of my eyes and just kind of wait to see what 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 badness awaits. So how do you handle the interrogation? Build build me a role for how you handle. I think
0: what happens Mm -hmm. is Marconi walks in and Mm -hmm. is just sitting across from you and it's just like they they attach the
1: sort of brain pan and they're just Mm -hmm. feeding you question after question after question. I think a lot of what they're trying to do is establish my emotional state, because I think what's Mm -hmm. important to them, again, is that they're trying to decide where does the pilot end and the saint begin. I think a lot of what this is about is just pushing me to see if I'll act like the saint, like they're comparing it to like, you know, recordings and notes and so on of, of, of what they, you know, what happened the last time they, they ran a saint, uh, uh operation. And they're, they're looking to see if they can kind of provoke the same emotional responses for me. So I think, I think it's a lot of like weird all over the place questioning, like kind of like the, uh, the Voight comp thing from, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. From Blade Runner, where it's just trying to provoke a response, provoke, very provocative questions like, uh, you know, um, Tell me about your family. Okay, now what's your favorite uh, color? Okay, now, you know, and then just in a very, like, you know, abrupt, loud voice to me, like, you know, why did you drop out of out of uh, high school? And then, you know, going back over over a lot of, like, personal stuff that then is just sort of tossed at me in a very aggressive fashion. I love it. So, yeah, that, I think that's that's kind of how it plays out. And largely being who I am and knowing where I am and what I have to do, I think a lot of what I'm, I'm trying to do is um, – play down, um, Mm -hmm. play down emotions and just try to show that I'm in control because I, 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 you know, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not unaware of what he is attempting to get from me. So I'm going to try and just keep it calm, keep it cool, be very careful in my responses and my answers, you know, just Mm -hmm. this, you know, and things that I did wrong in the past that he, he wants to challenge me with. Okay, he's he's welcome to challenge me, but I know that I this this is a I can start to make my life better by yeah. by doing what I'm doing here. So this is this is you know this is that uh, that path seeking forgiveness for my past misdeeds is part of what's going on here.
0: I like it. I love it. Why don't we why don't why don't we call this one one more roll mm-hmm. since we've got one more roll before we go into our crisis? This oh, feels yes, like a yes, good. Yes. This feels like a good like thing to be interrupted by a by an alarm where you have to go to go fight
1: <laughs> exactly. so uh, I've mentioned my cautious responses mm-hmm. um, yep that this does tie into my path to you know seek forgiveness for past misdeeds. so my yep. freedom uh, you know freedom hope is a trait as well. Um, obviously we're talking about a lot of bargaining going on back and forth mm-hmm. because it's you know about me trying to to uh, mitigate response and so on and I think trivia. Ozzy yeah, said that also comes right. into this, just being able to like to know what to say and know how to say it. Occasionally, some of these questions yeah. are just weird, and I figure the more accurately I can respond to things, the better. And Love it. Let's hope for a decent die roll this time. Fingers crossed. Okay, we got an interesting split here. We got a plus, a plus, a minus, a minus.
0: All right, now, uh, now, now we are now because this is this is this is tied to your
1: trouble. Am <laughs> I choosing both of these? Yes, that's the problem. Since it's a trouble, you are going to choose. The uh, uh, the goal die and the cost die. So, <laughs> yep, that's what trouble. That's what trouble does. It hands over choice yep. of the goal result to you. Right. So you can let pick me, uh, either a plus or a minus for my goal. You can decide. Let me look. Let me look. decide my fate. Um,
0: it's plus plus minus minus.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I still have some ego left so I could still try and, and turn the results. You could you could I'm mm-hmm. gonna say you miss your goal. okay. I'm gonna
0: say uh, if your goal is to talk to me
1: tell me again what your goal is. Well, my goal is is to show that I'm emotionally stable and well measured and everything. I like feel that.
0: like I think that feels like a good thing to miss. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that that doc that Marconi knows the exact ways to piss you off. And so I think that I think that you get pissed off here, but I do think that I do think that the I don't think that you get in trouble because I think that I think you avoid consequences because I think uh, I think that he wanted to get you pissed off. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what he mm-hmm.
0: wanted was for you to get pissed off. What you wanted was to remain calm. And I think he gets what he wanted by pissing you yeah. off. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that also means the trouble doesn't go away because because <laughs> <laughs> the CRC still is suspicious. I mean, in fact, perhaps even more so now, you know, because I wasn't able to prove to them, like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm cool. Everything's great. Instead, yeah, I I – I lash out. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I get up. I get so angry as to like punch him. But the fact that I want to punch him, I think, comes through loud and clear on their uh, on their measurement equipment. Yeah, and that gets you know some some nervous looks back and forth. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know the the other uh, um, CRC folks are kind of like clucking back and forth to themselves, like, "Oh my, oh my, that's not that's not good." All right, so that's the. Uh, that's the goal result. So yeah, you also get to choose the cost die. There's a plus, a plus, and a minus left to uh, to choose from. Um, yeah. So the the question is here basically: Do I gain another? Tr- you know, do you want me to have another trouble? Do you want me to get out of this scot free? Uh, I still have ego I could potentially spend to mitigate, but it's uh, it's up to you. <sighs>
0: I think you get out of this fairly scot-free, but I think the reason is because is because an alarm goes off and they don't
1: have time <laughs> to put you in more trouble. Gotcha. All right. So that'll be the um, – the goal will be a plus. Now, there's a plus left over that we haven't used. And the good news for me is that if a plus is not chosen for goal or cost, it becomes a point of ego. So I've got a able to bank a little bit of hopefully good fortune for the future. So there we go. So yeah. So the plus not taken becomes an ego for me. Um, but yes, you said the alarm sounded. <laughs> the alarm sounds, um, the alarm sounds, Bridger
0: kick practically kicks open the door, mm. uh, throws you like a momentarily concerned look. Uh, but like clearly at this moment, like, and uh, like throws you a, a momentarily concerned look. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marconi uh, gestures; two of his underlings kind of like uh, destrap your head from the salad strainer. Mm-hmm. And but like the second that you are out walking, this is a much different experience than it was walking with Bridger earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is all business. There is no there is no compassion between the two of you. Mm-hmm. He is explaining the situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: we I am- have a. A high priority target uh, that is coming under attack, and we need Thundercloud
1: Echo. Sure, yeah, I'll I'll do my best. I'm like you know, scrubbing away uh, tears at the corners of my eyes with you know with the the sleeves Mm -hmm. of my jackets and so on. I'm like trying trying to like, I'm in that state where you can't really kind of look up. Like I keep looking mm-hmm. down at the floor. I keep trying to sort of like raise my head to look in front of me, but the slouch just keeps catching up with me. So I keep just looking back down at the floor and right, right in front of me. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll do my best.
0: <clears throat> and he, he, he's like, You'll do your job, soldier. And he he starts to explain the scenario. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a topside uh, a topside military base. Mm-hmm. It is the highest priority, the highest security clearance. We wouldn't deploy a saint at this stage in the test. We wouldn't deploy a saint for just about anything, but this operation, this this target, this asset, the work being done here is important enough that that you need to protect it. Mm it is important that you protect the base. It is important that you protect the personnel on the base. But the most important thing is that you protect the hardware that, the, that is deployed, that is like de- deployed and in development at the base. Mm. We, we need this location protected. Okay. It is a, it is a seaside base or it is a seaside military facility, mm-hmm. uh, a military engineering facility and a, uh, a a, a a coven of locusts,
1: mm.
0: which are giant, which are the 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 weapons, the weapon swarms of the Venator, mm-hmm. right? They They come in a variety of forms. Some of them fly, some of them are tanks. They all kind of have this insectoid quality to them. Uh, a, a swarm of locusts burst out of the water and are advancing towards this towards this uh, facility. Mm-hmm. We have time to maybe deploy you. And have you, you meet them or, 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 but, but it's going to be close and you're going to get there about the same time they get there. So it is going to be a, a, a straightforward (laughs) front side, uh, repel, repel them before they get to the, the hardware that is inside the base.
1: So, yeah, um, I, nod in agreement. I kind of know that all this information is gonna be fed to me again by the machine once I get mm-hmm. plugged in because once, you know, he's all connected up, there'll be this whole like command room full of people in my head once I get <laughs> once I get in in the machine again. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I will I will go suit up. I'll put on my little scuba scuba gear suit um and the uh the headgear stuff on that, which I imagine is probably I know in the book I've described it as this sleek halo with like gold on it. I kind of mm-hmm. imagine at this stage in development's probably a little more uh, a little more janky. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a few more spare cables and there's loose. a lot
0: yeah. a lot of cables. I'm
1: picturing very kind of
0: uh, like weapon x logan look mm-hmm. where it's like the it's got the wires. it's it it looks very rough, but like mm-hmm. you plug in and you just it feels like you've dipped underwater. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it washes over you and the sensors start popping up. And you start to hear like the like you said, there's a command panel, there's the entire group of people, all of the the kind of CRC is in, kind of in your ear giving you the, the facts and you're seeing maps pop up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then suddenly it kind of all starts it all muffles out very hard. Like you get like you feel yourself kind of get kind of dropped out of a plane is the only way to describe mm-hmm. it. But like as that happens, normally you still kind of hear those voices, even if they kind of take on like a hollow quality. Mm-hmm now now they start to muffle mm. and you feel kind of for the first time since you've been in the bunker remarkably alone mm. remarkably isolated like the voices sound far away they sound like they are trying to talk to you through the water mm. this is different
1: mm-hmm. well they're not just far away they're small you know I yeah. mean, they're 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 just these little Little voices and little people, and now, now I'm I'm Thundercloud. I'm a hundred mm-hmm. feet tall, and I or more than that, you know, hundred and fifty feet tall, and I've got like you know an entire you know military arsenal strapped to my back. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And uh, the 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 one sort of uh, the mood that you are that you are fed, or that, that mood that of yours that is amplified mm-hmm. as we kind of kick off the fight. The one kind of interaction is you feel they're they're small and they're far away mm, like mm-hmm. you like that 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 sort of that you like all of the what all of the the frustration and the 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 anger and the 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 emotions you were feeling are just amplified by this feeling of loneliness mm. by this feeling of isolation mm. that is this mood that is being piped in and that is this and like uh, as you as 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 you you see the you see these these insectoid tanks ripping across the water you see the wake trails underneath them you see several of them floating in the air the the big sort of carapaces are open and and you see the flapping wings underneath <laughs> you see them kind of ripping out, like you see the wave of it all above the water and you feel the you feel your grenade launchers on your back but like there's still that, that emotional, that, that emotion is still there to process as all of this happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, now not only am I like the only, I mean, I back there, I was just, you know, I was the only young person in the base. Now I am the only thing like me. Uh, there is, there is no one else on this planet who is this, who is thundercloud echo, at least not yet. Now my, um, because thundercloud echo is a test device uh my you know my look is rather un unexciting um you know just a lot of like flat gray painted um metal plates sort of uh, uh, bolted over the 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 you know the 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 frame uh that makes it look kind of like a very crude you know knight in plate mail you know like the the, the plates overla- overlap and interlock a little bit but it still just has kind of that crude unfinished look to it um, all right, so what are we what are we fighting over? Because I know that when we're when we're on a battlefield, you know, uh, we don't just necessarily fight the enemy; we fight them for things. Yeah. So what, what are yeah. what are our battlefield points that I'm so that I'm interested I'm, I'm, I'm in kinda, fixing?
0: I'm kind of right. I'm writing in the mouth here. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's the water itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like being able to take the water.
1: Yeah. Stop them Like is going to be out.
0: is going to be a huge advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also like there are also docks, right? This is also a shipping yard. Mm-hmm. There are military vessels here. Some of them are attack ships that are kind of reared and ready to go, but a lot of them are also just shipping vessels mm-hmm. that people are kind of like panickedly loading things onto. So uh the docks has a sub the docks. There's also related to that is a point of like uh, I'm gonna make two points here. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you five uh five points. Mm-hmm. There are there are two points for the evacuees, mm-hmm. right? Like the people who are evacuing. Mm-hmm. Um, One of them is by water, like the ships that are that are that are on the move, and the other is like you see the the you see kind of the armored transit cars like going in the opposite direction, or the Humvees full of like mm-hmm. researchers and engineers and builders. So there's the evacuees by water, and there's the evacuees by road. Mm-hmm. Okay, writing this out, and then the last thing that you see you you suddenly don't feel small as you look (laughs) at what the, as you look at what the last point is, Mm -hmm. you realize what, what you've been told to defend and I'm going to write it in the document. And I hope that you're looking at, are you looking Mm -hmm. at the last page? Mm -hmm. All right, good. There is a massive, there is like what I can only be described as a massive flying city Mm -hmm. that has been docked and has landed here. It's been half built they are clearly building something to escalate this program to a much higher level. Mm. You are staring at what will one day be known as the arcs, <laughs> the, the location where the where the Saints program is located where where future generations of pilots will will, will train to use their saints. This is what they want you to defend. Mm. this is the and you you hear Bridger like pierces through the kind of like, The voices that it sounds like you are actively trying to tune out, even if you don't mean to, right? Like, you or the machine or one of you is trying to tune out these voices, but Bridger's voice pierces it, and it's like, that. Protect that.
1: Okay. Well, I think my path is pretty clear, then. Uh, I figure we'll just just take a nice—we'll start here, and we'll just take a nice leisurely stroll toward the oceans. So we'll begin— by defending this arcs, uh, yeah, this <laughs> soon to be airborne city. Uh, well, if I can save it. So yeah, I will, uh, I will, uh, um, move to put my, you know, insert myself between the arcs and the, the oncoming locust. Um, I will raise my defensive measures. Um, I have this optical camouflage coating on my armor. I, I will switch, uh, uh, that on kind of like I kind of like with a a thought, like there aren't any real, you know, buttons or anything for for that. I just kind of imagine myself being invisible and hey, it works. I I am now partially invisible. Mm -hmm. I'll power up uh, the, uh, uh, you know, my forearm shields and um, I will, uh, uh, you know, check that the grenade launchers on my back are are primed. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I will um, move in to deal with them. Now, because I've got my shield up, I think I'm still moving forward in kind of a cautious manner i don't want to get let them get the better of me i'm not charging in headlong i'm not that kind of fighter you know i make sure Sure. i make sure sure that when i when i deal with people i take them on my terms um and a lot of that i think also comes down to prediction knowing where the enemy will be and just trying to be there just a, a step ahead of them uh yeah so yeah, As I'm kind of watching the locust flow around uh, uh, the buildings or clambering over things or trying to get you know to the arcs, I think what I'm going to do is you – know, again, I'm just going to be moving to try and head them off you know here and there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully like a, a quick shot here, a punch there, a smack there or something so that yeah. I'll be able to uh, uh, blunt their rush and hopefully turn them back away from the arcs and towards something else. That sounds great. That sounds great. All right. So let's see if the dice tell me that I can do that. Now, said so I'm being cautious. I'm using mm-hmm. my prediction abilities to mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know that my other traits really hang in there, but I do get a trait die because I am Thundercloud Echo. I am a 150-foot-tall yes. super military machine that can see X-rays and, you know, hear sonar and um, chew lightning bolts. So... I think that'll give me something to work with. Let's see. I'm rolling the dice extra long now because I'm tired of having bad rolls. As if that's going to make a difference. Okay, okay. This isn't so bad here. All right. I've got a plus and two blanks. Okay, that's
0: pretty solid. That's pretty solid.
1: Generally generally good outcome. Um, Now, since none of my troubles are in effect because... Correct. What do troubles matter to the saint? Um... I going to I'm going to get to choose the uh goal die and uh let's see. Well, you know, I'm going to put uh put the plus up for my goal. Um I am going to yeah, I'm going to use the plus die for my goal. So, as I um uh move out into the, the field here like this is kind of the thing. I mean, saints, you know, I am I'm not just um I'm not who I was. I'm a weapon. Mm -hmm. So once I start to get into the flow of this thing, you know, like, sure, my center of gravity is off and my arms feel a little too long – but once I start to get into the flow of things, like, you know, a few quick steps here and then, you know, I see one of those locusts coming over a building and I just come up and just smash that like force buckler against it and I just, you know, snap it in half. And, you know, then, mm-hmm. then another uh, a few quick steps over and I'm rounding another building and I'm just bringing my, my, uh, my you know, my, my heel down on the head of another one of those locusts, you know, th- those motions become more fluid, more comfortable, you know, and I'm starting to sort of fit into it. And I'm starting to sort of ride the flow of the motion as i you know move like around one building here you know quick smash there and then you know I grab one of the the locust uh, off the side of a building and huck it down the street into another one um mm-hmm. so yeah i um with uh, uh with those like deft back and forth actions i just sort of finish the whole thing off by just striking a dramatic pose in front of the arcs letting my uh, um uh, um, camouflage drop for a second and firing off, uh, you know, just a, a fusillade of, mm-hmm. of grenades over my uh, shoulders that, uh, you know, uh, um, now that I've sort of blunted the force of the, uh, the blunted the advance of the locust, the ones that are sort of piling up, you know, behind them trying to figure out what to do, then these, you know, grenades just rain down in the middle of them and smash that uh, that uh, uh, advance. Yeah
0: and that is exactly what happens like the grenades crash into a cluster of these tanks and they fall hard into the water uh, our beats count for for our battle goes down
1: from 6 to 4 mm-hmm. yep. because you chose a plus I chose for the a plus goal for that yep now i still have um, uh, now the since i played a plus for the goal i also get to be the one who chooses the cost die ha that ha is correct so i'm looking at two blanks for that now i know there's a downside to having too much uh, stuff here but Now, I have a couple options, actually, because since I'm in the Saint, I can spend an ego point to turn and die result. But I also have all of this high-end super combat weaponry that I could use as well in order to avoid Mm -hmm. uh, a cost. I could, you know, use one of those uh, uh, devices. But it's early in the fight yet. I don't think I need to shield myself so immediately. So I am going to uh, take a blank for the cost die and that's going to mean my id goes up by 1. So what you feel in that
0: moment is you you take control and you fend off, you know, you're, you watch two grenades go over the horizon and crash into a cluster of tanks that fall into the water and you you get a you get a rush of adrenaline, you get a rush of dopamine, you get a rush of genuine joy. Mm-hmm there is a moment of connection here that, that isolation that you felt a moment ago has washed away. There's a feeling of genuine, of genuine togetherness and connection. However, <laughs> you quickly, we quickly connect, like it quickly clicks together in your brain. That connection is forged over the feeling of destroying things. <laughs> yes. Like that yes. is, that is the bond that is forming in this moment. And, it's it might take active work to push that bond into another towards
1: another direction but there's also much more work to it do it is the unfortunate truth that that is the uh, yeah the sense of purpose <laughs> that i suddenly feel is the purpose of blowing up things but commander bridger your your new weapon is safe and I'll start moving in on the next uh, the next point on the battlefield. So battle you field.
0: have you have secured the you have secured the arcs, which means you you take the point, which means that uh, when the when the, the, the battle is over, we will tally up who controls the majority of points to determine who has won the battle.
1: Well, I suppose I'll try and be a good person and move to rescue some of those evacuees. If I'm moving from the arcs towards the ocean, then I guess the next thing to try and do is to get uh, uh, to the road there and uh, provide mm-hmm. some kind of roadblock so that the um, so that the evacuees who are uh, trying to escape uh, in you know in the uh, the armored vehicles and so on can get can get clear of uh, get clear of the advance. Um, that feels good. Yeah, I think my my trick for that is. Now that we're kind of in among the buildings and I'm away from like the big, you know, launching space, I think this is actually going to be a little more of that sort of hit and run thing where I will, I will like duck out from behind a building. I'll fire off a couple of grenade rounds and then I will duck back and like go down a block and fire off there as well. Um, I'm pretty tall, so I probably am actually ducking sometimes <laughs> to get around some of these buildings mm-hmm. without like catching too much of their attention. Um But again, I still have my, you know, my optical camouflage is still working. So I've got that on my side as well. Um, So I am still fighting in a cautious way. Um,
0: I'd also, I'd also, I'm definitely thinking bargaining here because you, mm, you are, mm. you've, you've kind of made the trade off to, to, to kind of fall back and protect people rather than, than take. It's probably what, what, what the, what Thundercloud is like telling you to do mm-hmm. for lack of a better way to put it which is like the the direct attack taking the taking sort of the the other approach makes yeah, the most sense. that's true
1: this is this i you know i always want to in tears of a machine i always want to be doing it my way because that's when i get yeah. to roll the most dice um yeah okay and i've got the one from from uh, being thundercloud uh you know i think criminal might also apply because i'm also looking for the cheap shot I'm Mm -hmm. looking for the moment to get in and, you know, and and backstab (laughs) some of these bug monsters with, uh, you know, with my uh, – like I said, I've got those power bucklers on my wrists. You know, there's always that time that I want to, like, get in there and just, like, you know, when when they're at least expecting it, just drop the optical camouflage and just, like, you know, throw (laughs) – just throw myself down on top of them, smash, you know. I love it. Crush the giant insect under me and then uh, hop up and switch the camouflage back on. All right. So in – a hopefully successful round of little flurries and attacks oh okay see apparently I, I'm just meant to be in the machine all the time because I rolled uh, three pluses and a blank <laughs> damn <laughs> okay so I again get to choose the goal so uh yeah I'm gonna take a plus there and uh, I will annihilate this group and those hit and run tactics I I think that by the uh, uh, <laughs> by the time I'm sort of done with them I think that the the locust um, are kind of uh, 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 the, the ones that are left are falling back in, in a, you know, a confused retreat, not sure which direction to go because they're just not able to track this, this target that despite being, you know, four times the size of them, they can't keep their eyes on me as I like, you know, move and smash one, hit another one there, lob a grenade in, in another direction. And, you know, soon enough, they've just completely lost sight of the uh, evacuees as they're, as they're trucking away. Um, so yeah, that's,
0: I, Yeah. So, uh, so I think what happens immediately mm-hmm. – well, so pick pick your costs because I, I I know – I, I, I want to narrate how the machine reacts to mm. this because
1: I've got a clear picture in See, mind. I – hmm, 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 hmm. I have a temptation here to – because there are pluses. If I don't use those pluses, then that's more ego points for me. But mm-hmm. – I think I wanna, I wanna, uh, uh, I want, I want to let that id rise by one. So I'm gonna take the blank okay. for my cost dial. Let the id rise by one because I'll still get, you know, two ego. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> so my id is now two. My ego is now five, which is the max. All
0: right, I love it. I think that I think that, um, and I I would love to. Uh, this is this is Jeff saying that I'd love to just straight up uh, change the rules for a moment. <laughs> because we're going to drop down our we're going to drop down our, our beats by 2 to mm-hmm. drop us to 2 two beats left in the crisis. Yes. You've claimed the evacuees by road. Mm-hmm. I think the emotional experience that is processed here because that role was so strong mm-hmm. is that joy uh that joy that you felt like uh I had mentioned you needed to kind of find a way to like mitigate mm-hmm. that. I think that you you did and I think that like you feel that rush of joy again and like you get it because like you watch as you like zoom in and your your senses focus in and you pull up like grid views and like all these schematics on these various like cars that are rushing away mm-hmm. that act of you've you you because you kind of like pushed in that you that that flow of uh that flow of uh that flow of like of like adrenaline being put into getting people uh, into a safe position, mm-hmm. like really did kind of successfully push it into uh, a a sort of place of like transitioning it away from being excited and joyous about about fighting into being in joy about fighting, like to protect people. Mm. Like it add mm-hmm. like you feel that you feel that change. It's no longer just I'm jazzed up. I'm killing things. It is now. I feel proud that I've like helped people and that pride like overtakes your entire mm. being. Mm. So what I would love to do mm-hmm. you and and you can make this call because you're your your <laughs> id and ego are mad. You you've got more ego than id, so it is ultimately your call. But I think the machine like the machine like locks in on those boats getting away mm. and like in the way that it's been like feeding you those emotions. Mm-hmm. My like, I think it it is pumping you with a desire to to, it's for lack of a better way to put it like it is it is it is telling you again, again, again. Mm,
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: But like if you want to face it on the water or the docks, you can. But like those are the mood, the mood energies that I think the machine
1: is pumping. into. Yeah, I think I am going to go for that. I'm I'm going to I'm going to. Yeah, I am basically going to to rush, run and like like jump toward the water so that I Mm -hmm. can uh, um, sweep away the uh um the locusts that are attacking the boats. Um now, unfortunately, by doing something like that, I'm not using many of my traits. I'm not being cautious. Uh, <laughs> I think prediction still comes into it because I am still trying to like figure out where attacks are, are are coming from and so on, you know, and I've got a pretty good head for that that kind of stuff. Um I think bargaining as well. Yeah. Well, freedom you've, you've definitely you've, is important to me because it's about yeah. – it's about seeking forgiveness for my past misdeeds. I see that as, as the path to to freedom. Yeah. So – You're helping. You're helping. Yeah, helping. I'm, I'm, is, is I'm doing you. good. I'm doing good. So actually yeah. – Yeah. So that – and of course, I am still Thundercloud Echo. I am still god of the battlefield. So uh, yeah. I uh, – I should probably stop rattling my dice around in front of the, the microphone, but I'm, no, I'm very fine. excited I, right now.
0: So. <laughs> dice noise, dice noises. Dice, there's a reason that I like, there's a reason that I like rolling actual dice because I, I like the dice. noises.
1: <laughs> All right. So that's four dice for me, uh, uh, barreling out into the water. Um, uh, there's less caution now at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. The optical camouflage starts to flicker when I hit the water because it's being interfered with. It, um, you know, uh, as soon as I can get near, uh, you know, uh, uh, one of the locusts, I'll just like, you know, pound, you know, pound on, uh, uh, pound on them with the uh, the bucklers, like lift them up and toss them upside down into the water, and then you know, just uh, fire off another uh, fusillade of grenades, just you know, popping up off off my shoulders, flying up into the air, and then raining down on top of the uh, on top of the locust. Ah, I'm telling you, where were these dice rolls earlier? This is terrific. Ah, I'm looking at all kinds of things. Okay. This, this, this is,
0: I I love, I love this. I love, I love, uh, I love the, um, I love the fact that you're rolling well. Uh, To peel back the curtain a little Mm -hmm. bit, like we talked about like the questions that we had about like what was interesting to us and what I said was interesting to me was like how you relate inside and outside of battle. Mm -hmm to the to the saint and like we had said we wanted that to kind of be neutral positive and you rolling really well here pushes this into a really cool positive mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. so i love this mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i think as i am you know firing off those grenade rounds and and you know smashing the locust uh, uh, again you know again with the uh, uh, the buckler shields and uh, uh um at this point, I think in a way I'm kind of surging forward and I, I think I, I cap all of this off with a quick flourish that involves pushing one of the evacuation boats further out away from me mm-hmm. and, you know, in order to, to like, you know, hurry them on their way. I think as I'm doing that, uh, um, I you know, quickly address the, the command bridge uh, to say, uh, uh, um, Marconi, Bridger, you guys should probably open that bottle now. Um, and I'm going to take a bri- plus for the goal, uh, so that I will successfully rescue all of the uh, <laughs> all of the evacuees.
0: Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead and make pick your pick your cost die then. Well,
1: <laughs> we got pl- uh, we got pluses there as well. So I'll take another plus, so there'll be no no negatives for me. And here's another fun fact: I have another plus, and since my ego is at my max, what that means is I actually get to reduce my id by one it rolls over to start tamping down the other the other side of the uh of the equation so i will drop my id from there so it's all all good news all great victories everything is is wonderful um i am indeed a god on this battlefield this is what i was born to do so everybody better respect that (laughs) yes indeed
0: um, yeah. So you like, like there's probably, there's a moment where several of the boats like tear up. And I think like an especially large tank mm-hmm. rises out of the water. Mm-hmm. And what we see is like, we hear you say like, you better break out that bottle. And we get this shot. Marconi is sitting, is sitting head like mask in his hand, hand on his mm-hmm. face. Like is just sitting not happy about this because because there's like it like there's a level of unity here that like is infuriating to someone that is operating on the assumption that you are not to be trusted. Bridger is practically dancing, is like practically standing up and dancing around the room. Um and so, uh, but like we see that you just come up your your the the shields on the bucklers on your wrists, mm-hmm. you tear into this giant tank. you know, cannons fire off. the tank is dismantled. it the entire thing with you in it sinks into the water. You burst out, land back on the land., uh, you take this point. Mm-hmm. Our beats goes down to zero. Uh, which means we end the battle with three points to you and none to the and none to the, to the Venator, which means that this is an unquestioned victory mm-hmm.
1: for, 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 for you and for Thundercloud. Yes, their survivors can scramble away and go and tell you know, go and go and tell whoever it is who sent you here that I'm mm-hmm. sending you back. I love it, uh, which means that we have one beat for a, a, a post scene. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think I've got I've got a good setup for that actually. So go for it. Um, you know, uh, um, I've been carried back to the you know the installation. Um, they've you know uh, uh, I've climbed out of the control pod. I am no longer Thundercloud Echo. I am now Evie Barrett again. Uh, I clean up, change back into my you know my flight suit um, and all that uh, 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 you know all that sort of human. Human frailty, <laughs> I guess, comes back, but my ego is still five, so I'm still pretty flying high on 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 that that victory there. So I think I'm actually going to go look for Marconi, and I want to basically confront that trouble of being suspected yeah. by the CRC. So I think that's that's kind of going to our our seniors. I'm going to be trying to to wrap that up. I'm going to go uh, yeah. uh, look for Marconi when I can find him like, preferably like, you know, in, in, uh, um, you know, in one of the briefing rooms or, or something like that. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going to uh, walk up to him. So got my hands stuffed in my pockets, but now instead of slouched forward, I've got my head tipped back so that my hair is out of my eyes. And I'm just going to like lock eyes with him and with him and say like, well, you got the weapon you were looking for. Don't you think that, uh, I'm fit to drive it? i think that
0: he doesn't say anything Mm -hmm. and he just kind of like quietly walks like quietly Mm -hmm. like is like glowering and then just kind of quietly walks away like Mm quiet like 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 that was enough to like squarely put him in his place (laughs) Like, like you, you were like that was that that was what mm-hmm. like you got to kind of shove that in his face, and he does not like not being the one in absolute control. Mm. So like he, I think he, I, I don't even know if you need to necessarily roll. Well, I for kind this. of want to
1: though, because I kind of want to go for it, it. Yeah, it could, it could depend. It could, I think it matters how it could backfire. What kind of, it could backfire. Yeah, I kind of wonder like wait, what kind of grudge like is does he take away a real yeah. grudge or not? So I, I want to roll because I want to see like like okay. if if I can. Break being suspected by the CRC to the point that it, it isn't a, a trouble anymore, or if it still yeah. is, you, you know, it could go either way. I think this this kind of thing, like him slink, is he slinking away because like oh I'm embarrassed, you oh, know, and I'm gonna go make amends, or is he slinking away because like I'm gonna get you next time? Um, I like that. Yeah, give me give me a So role. yeah, this is I think bargaining relates to this. Freedom matters to me definitely. Uh, I'm not being cautious in any way. Uh, I think prediction. I think that's part of it as well. I'm kind of expecting that this yeah. attitude is gonna. Is I mean I'm you know I'm walking in from this victory. How you know, how dare he try to to uh, shame me after this? So I'm gonna yeah. So that's three. Um midland midland results here. Okay. So I've okay. got a, I've got a, a blank a blank and a minus. I am going to choose the blank for the goal, but I'm going to spend an ego point to Mm. bump it up to a plus so that i will not only will i um have sort of overcome that trouble of being suspected by the crc but since it's a plus i am also going to be allowed to choose the cost die so um yeah so as you said he slinks away embarrassed and i think it is more of a, a way not so much of him being like angry at me but more like kind of being embarrassed that he's been put in his place that he's yeah. been shown that like he doesn't know. he doesn't he doesn't like you, but he recognizes that he's been beat here, yeah. and he's not going to he's not going to push okay. it. Okay, so I'm going to clear away that trouble suspected by the CRC, and um, yeah, I'm going to choose my cost die. I've got a minus and a blank to choose from. I don't think I want to add another trouble, and since I already spent ego, I just have to stick with what I rolled. So I'm going to take the blank. Now that a blank when I'm not a giant robot is. An angst or angst point. I'm going to keep doing that forever. I'm going to, I like to the day I die, I'm going to be saying angst instead of (laughs) angst, just because of, because of German classes. That's, uh, anyway. So yes, that's one point of angst, which is like some minor worries or so on. So Mm -hmm. I think as he's, you know, as he's slinking away, it does still gnaw at me a little bit that, well, yeah, I showed him, but he didn't apologize to me. Uh, Uh He, you know, uh, he he just left the room, so it's it's a victory, but it's a l- little hollow because I was kind of yeah. hoping for an apology to be part of this. Uh, uh, well.
0: Yeah, I love it, and I think we 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 see that moment. Um, we we get this moment of you. We watch we watch uh, Marconi slink off. We watch you kind of sit back. Uh, I think that the closing shot is uh, you come. Is, is there's like a note in your bunk that says like, uh, that says like champagne is waiting <laughs> and, and it's like in it's it a champagne is waiting in the med bay or the, in the, in, not in, the, med bay, in the, in the, in the docking mm, bay, mm-hmm. you, you go over there and Janet and Josie are both sitting and they, they give each other a toast and they're like, come on over hotshot. And the three of you sit and you look over at uh, thundercloud echo. Mm-hmm. And like, you just like, like we see this long shot of you looking at, looking at the machine and like that kind of joy and togetherness that you felt like, like kind of rushes back, even though you're not necessarily plugged into the machine, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that connection is there and you begin to feel it in your being. And I, and that, that, that kind of long lingering shot is, is where we end our story.
1: Uh, and so that is game. Yeah. Excellent. Oh excellent. Hell yeah. This rule. This was fantastic. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for running. I you know, I I'm always I I love this this game. I mean, I'm so glad I created it. Honestly, I'm so glad that it's I get so to good. share it with people. I mean, it's just because I am always surprised buy it and always in a way that, 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 uh, uh, that I just find so exciting, you know, that's why it's, that's why I'm so eager to be able to, 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 you know, get it out there for other people to, to play with it. Ah. it, it, It's so cool. I,
0: I really love the mechanics of it. Uh, I mean, I love the world and the themes and the mechanics and all of these things, but like the, the mechanics of it, like play so perfectly and, not not to like not to explicitly talk about the other thing that we've played on this podcast uh, a whole mm. bunch but like this has given me a lot of thoughts into 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 Wingsman. that yeah. like I'm excited
1: Yeah yeah I need to <laughs> there's, there's
0: just a, there's just there it's just it's real good and like the dice mechanics of this are so so cool and like they play into like you I can't point to a whole lot of other mm. like mech games that like play in this style like in this very kind of fast narrative mm. style that aren't more that aren't straightforward like i can think of games that are like crunchy war game style mech mm-hmm. games and i can think of games that are entries into the into the hashtag sad mech jam <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can't think of anything that kind of fits into that middle space and this kind of
1: fits hits that exact beat and it, it is the coolest game Damn thing in the war. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's you know, whenever I hear anybody saying anything like that, I'm like, great, I got it. <laughs> it landed. You got it. Yeah. You hit it. You h- mean, you hit yeah. That's, it. It's cool that's as hell. Exactly. Out. The space I kind of want it to live in is in that that, you know, in that that space where you can, you know, you really can, you, you can see the importance of the emotion in the in the characters and, and mm-hmm. you can you can make mechanical decisions too. There's still oh, one of the things that was really important to me was having that strategic thing that strategic choice in the middle of you know you roll your dice but it's not just the dice it's then you have that step of choice that step of strategy where you know you can uh, um you know you're not at the mercy of the dice uh, uh, so much I, I that was really important to me being able to have that give and take there so yeah love it I'm so glad it works
0: <laughs> oh it was
1: so so cool uh thank you
0: so much for playing with me this was a delight oh, thanks so real quick, before we wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and the Kickstarter for Tears of a Machine SC online? Well,
1: let's see. Uh, the Kickstarter is going to be running from July 6th through uh, August uh, uh, 6th, I think, 5th or 6th. Uh, I, uh, look look that up there. Um, <laughs> but yes, the Tears of a Machine SC, um, I am kickstarting it uh, uh, not just to create the book, actually. Um, one of the things that kind of drove me toward making this game was also... Uh, the importance of greater accessibility so part mm-hmm. of the of the the release or big part of the release is actually going to be an audiobook version of the game so when you go there to back it you know there'll be the you know the the you'll, you'll be backing a pdf and a book uh, you know a physical book as, as one might expect but actually uh one of the more important features is that it's also going to be a, an EPUB read-along audiobook that's going to be narrated by a lot of uh podcasters like a a certain jeff stormer and uh you know hi it's me (laughs) and uh you know and and streamers and so on who have uh who have agreed to to uh um you know to let me have their excellent voices uh for this so yeah so you're you're you're, you know funding that game means you're also funding this fabulous team of great voices to help me uh uh, bring it out there as uh, as an accessible audiobook um but yeah, that's uh if you want to know more about me, um on Twitter I am at robotclaw. If you want to know more specifically about the game itself, uh uh robotclaw.info is my blog where I will be posting more and more stuff about this uh game, especially as the Kickstarter campaign runs along. Um and yeah that that's kind of a uh, uh, what you need to know I guess in order to get started there's a quick start version of the game that's up on itch and uh, also on uh, drive through rpg that's got you know some that's got the basic rules it's got a couple of pre-made characters to help you get started um, it's it's not the complete picture uh it's just enough to give you a a taste really of things but i also have that as an accessible audiobook version as well so if you're wondering what i'm talking about when i say oh accessible audiobook this well you know in addition to getting a quick start sample of the game you can get a quick start sample of the you know narrated audiobook experience there so uh yeah so check that stuff out and uh i'm you know really looking forward to uh to uh, uh having the chance to just bring this game out in in more formats and for more people and just you know uh, let everyone else take a crack at defending the planet for a while <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it i am so so excited for this uh thank you for playing with me thank you for coming on the show this was incredible uh, for now i'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap things up take a future me thanks past me and thanks again to russell for coming on to the show that game was absolutely incredible i so love this game i love the story that we told i think it's it's just really really freaking cool Please, please, please go back to Kickstarter and help me narrate part of this book because I love this game. I love how it runs. I love how it plays. It just fucking rips, and I want to be a part of it. I want to make this happen, and I really hope that you'll help make that happen. Also, be sure to follow Russell on Twitter at Robot Claw. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash partyofonepodcast. Join our Discord at bit.ly slash partyofonediscord. Head to our merch store at bit.ly slash partyofonemerch. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a nice review on Podchaser or iTunes, give us some love on social media, tell a friend about the show, anything that helps us grow and find new listeners and do bigger, better, and cooler things. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash jeffstormer or ko-fi.com jeffstormer. If you like podcasts, and you probably do because you just listen to one for like an hour and a goddamn half, uh, you should check out All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, where every week, my best friend Aaron Catano-Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com party of one is produced and edited as always by jeff stormer and jen frank all music for the show comes from the song infinite lives by Megaran, featuring the dnd sluggers and the party of one logo is by evan roland if you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show you can email me at party of one podcast at gmail.com and until next time thank you so much for listening remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance and as always party on everybody